0: Triple B's in the building. Big baller brand supports the NBA buzz and the inside buzz. We with you, man. Triple B style.
1: Former Houston Rockets guard Chris Clemens was ascending to new heights when he got the right minutes for the Houston Rockets in the 2019-2020 season, his rookie year. Doing what his social media handle entails, at I drop cold buckets. He had 6 games with 14 plus points off Houston's bench and made a name for himself in the league as a spark plug off the bench behind one of the greatest scorers of all time in James Harden. I'm Mikey Domegala and here on episode 37 of Inside Buzz, I'll talk with Chris about that spectacular rookie year but also what followed, a devastating Achilles injury during the 2020 NBA preseason and since then he's been waived by the Houston Rockets even though that occurred when he was just 22 years old. It's been a battle back and he's back to square one, but this isn't new, facing adversity for Chris, as he went undrafted out of Campbell University, even though he averaged 30 points per game, which put him third in the D1 history books. But he's made huge strides, including dominating the NBA G League this year, and in December of 2021, he got a 10-day contract with the Atlanta Hawks. He's averaging 20 points per game, six rebounds per game, and six assists per game for the main Celtics, the Celtics G League team this season. He's also put up some crazy stat lines, including a 38-point, 14-assist, 15-rebound night, a 37-10-8 night, and multiple other triple-doubles. All right, Chris, welcome to episode 37. It's a pleasure to have you on Inside Buzz.
0: Appreciate you for having me, man, it's an
1: honor. So you've been on an absolute tear in the G League recently. You've been playing great all season, but since that call up to the, the Atlanta Hawks in late December, you've really been tearing it up. Multiple triple-doubles, plenty of 30-point games, you getting a taste of the NBA again, has that made you even more hungry to get back to the league? You
0: know, I'm, I'm hungrier than I've ever been, man. Um, you know, ever since the, my Achilles entry, missing that whole year, I've just been eager to get back there, man. Um, obviously, that's a huge step back, you know, major injury like that. So, you know, obviously, thanks to the Atlanta Hawks, man, for, for bringing me there and, you know what I'm saying, putting me back in the league for just a little bit, man. So I was definitely thankful for that, man. and. You know, just being there is definitely an extra piece of motivation, I'd say.
1: And that Achilles injury that you just talked about, for the fans watching, I'm sure they remember, in the 2020 preseason, you drain a three like always, just like you're playing in the park, backtrack on defense, then you just, that Achilles Achilles pops. Take me through that, and what was going through your head the second it happened?
0: You know, it was kind of crazy, man, because me and my my trainer were just talking about uh, Kevin Durant and his... um, and his Achilles injury, and you know, what I'm saying what he was going through, and just a couple days before that. So, um, you know, I, I was kind of struggling that preseason. Um, you know, what I'm saying, and, and, and that three was it's kind of ironic, man. I when I made that three, I kind of felt like I was, you know, me again, and try, starting to find my step. Um, you know, what I'm saying, backpedaling, just a normal basic play, man, and um, it, it just kind of tore on me trying to trying to get back on defense. So, definitely a weird play. Um hopefully you you won't see something like that ever again, you know what I'm saying, so um you know definitely something that was definitely out of the out of the, the realm of normal
1: <laughs> and how' did your rehab go? Do you feel like you're back a hundred percent with no worries about that happening again?
0: Definitely not worrying about it. um, I try not to think about it, you know, I'm stepping out on the floor um but definitely you know rehab was long, man, and I just made sure that. I did everything right, man. I I took my time on every rep, uh, you know what I'm saying? I put in the extra work, um, and I I took my time coming back. And, you know I'm saying? I ended up coming back early um, and and better than everybody thought I was going to come back. So um, thank God for that.
1: In your senior season in college, you averaged 30 a game. That's um, the third most all-time in D1 history, I believe. Now, you were doubted because you went undrafted. And it's not common that players in college average 30 a game. Do you feel like you're being doubted again and you're kinda in that same situation where you're fighting for your spot?
0: Yeah, that's the business, man. Um, obviously, you know, the odds are are against guys who are sub six, um, you know, small school, um, just stacking all that stuff up, man. Um, you know, it's, it's a it's a very competitive field, man, as it should be. Um, so every day you're fighting for your job. So um I definitely, I definitely welcome doubt, you know what I'm saying? I've been down all my life, so um, this is nothing new for me.
1: And Chris, were there any positives that came out from the injury? Obviously, it was devastating, but did it make you mentally stronger? Did it make your game better that you're now down in the G League, really having all this freedom to develop your game as a playmaker? Of course, you could score the ball at will, but do you feel like there's been any positive aspect of it?
0: Yeah, I mean, you touched on it. Mental toughness is that's key, you know, for something like this, um, not knowing how you're going to recover, how you're going to come back. Um, and it's turned out to be kind of a blessing for me. You know, I'm playing with, with the main Celtics. Um, and like you said, man, just being able to play and learn, you know, new, new aspects of the game. You know, I could show that you know, I can do more things than just score on the court. So um, it's definitely good that I get to to show everything in my game.
1: And in the intro, I mentioned your Twitter and Instagram handle. I believe it's I get cold buckets or something like that. and you're were...
0: uh, <laughs> Oh yeah,
1: if it's, if it's not that, what is it? If it's, if it's not that, what is it? I drop cold bucks, man I drop cold, cold. there it is. But you were yeah, doing yeah. what I was you know trying to lead into. you were doing just that in Houston in your rookie season, uh, six games with over 14 points off the bench. What was it like balling in the league after you went undrafted?
0: It's surreal, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just making it. You know, I'm undrafted, so I had to, you know, fight just to just to keep my spot. So um, every time I stepped on the court, man, I I cherished every moment of it, man. Um, so obviously, playing with guys that I was playing with, you know, the veteran team that we had. I'm the only rookie out there, so, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know, opportunities are going to come, you know, few and far between. So you know, just being ready. You know, just when your name is called, man, to be able to produce, man. So it was definitely a a, a fun time in Houston.
1: Not just regular veterans. James Harden, one of the greatest scorers right. <laughs> ever. Hall of Famers. <laughs> you got you got Russell Westbrook next to Tyson Chandler, I believe, was on that team. Tyson Chandler, yeah. How what? Yeah, man. Had all of balls, man. How was it playing with Harden, Ross, and and all them? What'd you learn from them?
0: You know those guys. They they work harder than I've seen anybody work, man. Um, just watching those guys and how they operate, how they, you know, care for the game, how they, you know what I'm saying, their attention to detail. It's just, you know what I'm saying, it's on another level, man. So anything, you know what I'm saying, that I asked, they they gave me all that they can give me, man, all the advice I could ever want, man. So um, it, it was a, a huge honor to be able to play with those guys and, and learn from them.
1: And your NBA debut, 16 points, 22 minutes against the Miami Heat. Tell me what comes to mind when you think of that day. I, I remember being
0: super nervous. Uh, for whatever reason, I was just super nervous, man. Um, but I was also excited, man. You know what I'm saying? The first time you put on an NBA jersey. And, you know, it, it's, it's everybody's watching. Everybody's excited for me. I'm just like, I just want to play good, man. You know what I'm saying? I just I want to do my job. Um, you know, I, I ended up playing great that game. Like you said, man, I... Shot the ball pretty well, uh, defended pretty well. Um, against a good team, so definitely a good showing. So I mean I, I, I was I was super happy with that day.
1: The other day, James Harden, now people rag on Harden for not being a good teammate. I mean he just had a cup of coffee in Brooklyn, and you know, everything that's going on. <laughs> he he just came out he just came out and said he believes he's one of the best teammates ever on and off the court. Now, what do you think of the naysayers saying that he's not that?
0: From my experience, I think he was a great teammate, man. I mean, like I said, uh anything I asked him, he gave me hundred percent honesty and, and and advice, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? He he took me under his wing, you know, he he taught me a lot, he took me out, you know what I'm saying? So I I couldn't ask more of a teammate than 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 him and Russ. Um, so I I don't know where that's coming from. Obviously everybody has their own opinion, but for me, I thought they were great teammates.
1: You know how these NBA fans are, Chris. I see them all the time in my comment section. Yeah. <laughs> Ru- they're just ruthless over the smallest things. Uh, the NBA bubble, I mean, I covered that through and through. I watched you with Houston. What was that like going into it, being there, and playing in the playoffs in the bubble?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously not had my first playoff experience. So I-, I wanted that to go, but um, it was unique. Um, it's obviously different from everybody. For everybody, you know, being away from your families, uh, you know, testing every day, and you know, saying being in a small space kind of weird. Um, but it was definitely good just to be back on the court. You know, what I'm saying after a long time off, and, you know what I'm saying just getting to see the guys and trying to get our chemistry back. Um, definitely weird for a lot of teams, you know. So um, you know, it, it it was interesting. I would say uh, wouldn't want to do it again, but. You know,
1: it was, it was definitely all right. It was all right, man. I don't know. And based off you not wanting to do that again, were there any, what were the positives or what were the negatives about it?
0: And obviously the positive the positive is that, you know, we got to play. Um, and that's what everybody ultimately wanted. We just all wanted to play. Um, and, and that turned out great. Obviously we played for a good cause. You know, that's when the Black Lives Matter thing was going around and, and still is. Um, and we were able to use our platform you know, as a voice, and everybody kind of tuned in and watched that, and, and it was good for the movement as well. So um, definitely definitely a huge positive there. Um, you know, like I said, man, just negative part is just you're away from your family for a while, man, and, you know, you're kind of in a small space, sort of, you know what I'm saying? So kind of seeing the same things over and over again is kind of hard for people, especially me. So, um, you know what I'm saying? That's just pretty much the only negatives about it. Uh, testing every day is kind of tough.
1: As a shooter yourself, do you think the line of sight thing was true? The line of sight thing? That's the first time I heard of that. <laughs> oh, really? oh, really? It's like, almost like <laughs> since there's there's no fans in the background. This is a big thing people were talking on social media. No fans in the background and no distractions that they saw the rim better or something like that.
0: I, I guess now that you mentioned, I, people did shoot great. Now I think about it, I mean, Dort, he had like 30 on us and... And <laughs> in, in the playoffs, it was like back-to-back games doing that. So I was like, I don't know. Um, I guess I mean they might have a point with that. I don't know. But I, the fans, I mean, not having fans there is, you know, people do play better without the distractions. I say um, you can hear you can hear more things. You hear your coaches' calls. You know what I'm saying? It's it's definitely a different aspect. Um, you know, what I'm saying you don't have the luxury of playing at home in the playoffs. So. Or, or the disadvantage of not playing at home. So, it's just pretty much neutral site games, and, you know what I'm saying, it can go either way, that way, you know what I'm saying, so.
1: In in the bubble, yeah. and even in, you know, that whole rookie season, you face off against great teams, great players. Did you have a starstruck moment in the league? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, you know
0: what I'm saying? I, I, I don't really look at guys as, you know what I'm saying, idols. I kind of just look at them as, you know, competitors and, you know, guys I'm I'm trying to just compete against and, and learn from um, on a day-to-day basis. So uh, I w- I wouldn't say I was ever starstruck with, with anybody.
1: Interesting, because some t- that's a big question I usually ask my guests, and a lot of them do tell me when they're rookies that they were starstruck by LeBron or Kobe or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say it was definitely interesting watching LeBron in L.A. I will say that. Wouldn't say starstruck, but we did win that game, so <laughs> that, that was great.
1: The Atlanta Hawks, like we mentioned before, saw your value in December. If the Boston Celtics or even any other team was watching right now, what would you tell them that you could bring to the table and why they should sign you?
0: Well, that's a good question, man. Um, I think I'm a unique player, man. Um, so I just think energy is, is one of the huge things that I brought to the table in, in, in Houston. Um, you know, shooting, um, obviously. And, you know, now that I've kind of found my way in, you know the rebounding and the the playmaking thing. I think I kind of have more facets of the game than I than I ever had um, or have ever showed. You know, so um, I think I'm just a
1: better player all around now than
0: than when I was a rookie. So definitely something to look forward to.
1: You being a small guard, five nine, who were some players you shaped your game after growing up?
0: I was a huge Allen Iverson fan, man. Um, so I, I watched him all the time, man. Highlights games, uh, never got to see an actual game in person. But, you know, well, that, that's pretty sad. Um, but, you know, I watched IT for a while. Um, obviously played against him a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago. Um, you know, there's not too many smaller guys. You can kind of mirror your game after, you know, NBA. So just that's kind of a few. Uh, I watched Ish Smith, too. He's kind of in the middle. In there so <laughs> a
1: couple guys a couple guys i also got to give a shout out to kevin martin of jck 540 sports group for setting this up now chris why did you select him to represent you
0: you know jamie knox and john spencer they're they're kind of my main two agents that i talked to obviously kevin and i talk to every now and then um like he said man we're we're kind of a whole group type of thing so um just them being you know close to home. Obviously they're in, you know, North Carolina, Jamie uh John Spencer's in North Carolina. Um, Jamie's Atlanta and now he's in North Carolina. So that was huge for me. Um and the fact that, you know, they were honest. You know what I'm saying? They were honest. I felt like they were gonna work, you know, harder than anybody for me. Um, I think they knew my game more than anybody else did. Um, and I and I thought that could play into, you know what I'm saying, how they could market me and as a player. You know, i say more than I thought anybody else could. So uh, that's just the main things man, that I was looking for in an, agent, in an agency. So um, definitely these guys were, were, were a good choice.
1: And I spoke to Kevin recently. Tell me about your love for spades and how good you are. So how much time do you put into the game? And he also told me about the tournaments you set up. So in the future, oh, how much how, do you want to become a professional?
0: I don't know. I don't know if they did. I, I would for sure. I mean, I'm probably the best space player that's ever walked the face of the earth. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. However, I did for my birthday. I did uh, I did host a little space tournament in North Carolina. Um, hopefully, going to do that again this year. Um, ended up losing. It was kind of sad. the championship didn't get any cards. Not my fault. But you know. I love the game. I play it, like, every day. I, I have the apps, you know what I'm saying? We, we played we played Spades in the bubble, you know. We're playing all the time, you know what I'm saying? So, I definitely love the game. Um, like I said, man, yeah, I'm, I'm probably the best. Best in the league, best in the world. Uh, and anybody can, can can get the action if they want, man.
1: And who did get that action with the Rockets? Who was, who was good? James is pretty good.
0: Uh, Russ was pretty most was okay, I would say. PJ plays a lot. Um you know, coach D'Antoni played a lot. Um they would play that on the plane. Ben, Ben McElmore, we played um I'm trying to think of a couple guys, man. Gary Clark we used to play. Um it was it was actually a couple guys, man. Um you know what I'm saying? I I was obviously better than everybody else, like I said, but you know Everybody else will tell their own different story. As,
1: as you said, you're the, you're the best to walk this earth, so I wouldn't doubt you on that. <clears throat> and, and Chris, tell me about you getting your jersey retired at Millbrook High School, what that means to you, and also donations that you've given back to your uh, hometown team.
0: Yeah, um, got my Millbrook shirt on right now. Um, obviously, you know, retired my jersey, retired at Campbell too, same weekend. It was one of the best weekends of my life, you know, back-to-back days, so... Um, yeah, but Millbrook, uh, I definitely do their, I do their uniforms every year. Um, that's I, I guess, starting last year, I started doing that. Um, so I, I do their uniforms and, you know, shirts and all types of stuff, uh, here and there, kind of chip in. Um, our girls are in the, uh, are in the, uh, final four of the state championship, you know, this year so. I started doing the girls' jerseys too this year, so and they're having a great season. Obviously, final four. I think they play on Saturday, um, so I'm, I'm working on hosting a couple of tickets for the for the fans to come and you know go go see them play. So no excuses. So hopefully they win.
1: <laughs> and then going forward, do you have any more philanthropic uh, efforts that you plan on doing, either either with your high school or even you know your hometown outside of that?
0: I'm definitely working on it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like Jamie, our, our agency is is good on, you know what I'm saying, finding ways to give back. And Rhonda Marie is, you know, she's really good at that. I talk to her all the time about how different ways we can kind of help other people, you know what I'm saying, whether it's, you know, food drives or back to school stuff. And um, there's just not a lot of that in North Carolina. Um, and I feel like, you know, I, I could be a good candidate to bring that, you know, year after year, and you know, have something good going on in the, in the city
1: uh i'd love for you to tell me about your younger sister i believe she's the younger sister um how good is she at basketball and does she have a pro basketball future well yeah she's playing for the girls team right now she's in the final four
0: she's knocking down threes. she's come up clutch you know here in the playoffs. so um i don't know if she wants to play professionally she's a little bit smarter than everybody else in the family so i think she's uh she's on her own like entrepreneur type thing uh you know, she runs her own business. Shout out to Essential Touches, which is her business. Go follow them on Instagram. Body Scrubs, all that type of stuff. Um, but it's great. I use it, too. I got, you know, stuff on my face now from it. You know, it's, it's great. But, yeah, she's a little bit smart, man. I think she just wants to, you know what I'm saying, run her, run her business and, you know what I'm saying, go to college and, and do whatever she wants to do. Those guys are living for her.
1: And then for you, if you weren't an NBA player, just thought of this off the top of my head, what would you have been?
0: To be honest with you i mean this is not great advice uh but i didn't have a backup plan i would advise everybody to have a backup plan i was like i'm going full steam ahead with this basketball thing (laughs) you know what i'm saying so there's there's no b option here so uh that's definitely a good question um i did end up graduating and got my uh you know degree in business administration so i probably would end up doing something with that wherever that is or or coaching might end up being coach. honestly that might have been fun (laughs)
1: <laughs> Lastly, Chris, when we look back on this interview one to two years from now, what do you wish to accomplish in that time?
0: Hopefully I'm in the league, uh, you know, full time and you know what I'm saying, um I found a spot where I can be just consistent, you know what I'm saying, get a deal and uh, you know, be working my way up, man. You know, that's the goal. Um, just baby steps right now, so two years, that should be the that should be the thing.
1: <laughs> well, everybody on the NBA buzz inside buzz side of things are root review. That was Chris Clemens. I'm Mikey Domegala, and that was episode 37 of Inside Buzz. Chris, I appreciate you coming on.
0: Appreciate
1: you. For all the fans watching, you can listen to all Inside Buzz interviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or subscribe here on YouTube.